Hey, it's Coach Freddie here, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And welcome to the iHemp Revolution, where we'll be discussing the benefits of growing and using industrial hemp for people, planet, and profits. Conversations about the history, legalization, farming, harvesting, processing, building, manufacturing, investing, and how industrial hemp can benefit people's lives, heal the planet, and how it can be used to make thousands of products and boost the economy and business. So, are you ready to join the iHemp revolution? My guest today is Mark Spoon. Mark Spoon started Canalife USA in 2013 to reintroduce iHemp to the U.S. through a line of food products. Canna Energy was their first line of hemp drinks and the gateway to the drug-free benefits of industrial hemp. Canna Energy is infused with 50 milligrams of industrial hemp seed oil. Industrial hemp seed oil contains the fatty acids that we all need, omega-3s and omega-6s. So Mark, welcome to the iHemp Revolution. Well, good morning, Coach Freddie. Thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, great. It's great to have you here. So, Mark, can you give us a little bit more background on yourself and how you got started with Canna Life USA and just just why industrial hemp? You know, it's a, it's kind of a serendipitous route that actually got me here. I um, My background was completely unrelated to energy drinks and completely unrelated to hemp or anything related to, you know, what I would call the green revolution, everything with that leaf on it. My background in the 90s was primarily working in technology. Um, I later developed a, a real estate investment and development company that we had a lot of success with, and it was in... I think early 2013, somebody had come to me with uh, with the idea of distributing um, a product that was essentially a it was a, a hemp infused product, and I looked at it and I thought it had some interesting aspects to it. And as I started looking more and more at the space and what the opportunity might be, my eyes really got opened. Um, I discovered pretty quickly that a lot of the facts and the history that we'd all been kind of taught over the years about hemp and about marijuana. They really weren't accurate. They really weren't true, and they really weren't telling the entire picture. So as I started getting more educated and looking at it more closely, I thought there would be a really interesting opportunity to take advantage of this growing hemp awareness and growing medical marijuana awareness in the country and figure out a way to create a product that we could get into a mainstream setting. So it was, you know, after sitting around and kind of noodling on a, on a few different ideas, it came up with the idea for a can of energy, and it was really you know, kind of a, a shot in the dark, really taking a pretty big chance on whether or not it was going to have any opportunity or, or merits in the marketplace. And uh, so far, it seems to have paid off very well for us. Well, great. Uh, so, so how did you actually come up with a name? Well, you know, one of the things we looked at is, as I sat down and looked at the marketplace, you know, I knew that if we we're going to be going into the energy drink space, I knew that we were going to have to come up with something that was going to be very attention-getting. And so for me, it was the idea of how do we take something that's very iconic? And that was the original idea behind using the hemp leaf as our primary logo, or at least a stylized hemp leaf. I don't care if you're from eastern Pakistan, northern Canada, eastern Iowa, people recognize the hemp leaf. And so for me, it was the idea of how do we take a visual, iconic symbol and put that into something that when people are reaching into that energy cooler, it's going to grab their attention. And they're going to look at it and go, oh my gosh, what is this? And pick it up. 
So that was the first piece was really kind of coming up with that, you know, that visual symbol that was going to be iconic and impactful. And the other piece to it was we thought Canna had a, a really interesting kind of play on words. You know, Canna is obviously, it's, it's the beginning of the word cannabis, but it's also a can of. And so for me, it was a can of energy, a can of fun, a can of shirts. It gave us a really neat branding, in my opinion, to be able to go out there and create a full line of products that were all going to be canned products that we could go out there and we could extend the line from starting with energy drinks and maybe going to juices or granolas or cereals or anything else from there. So that was really the catalyst for it was just kind of this stab in the dark and said, well, let's take some symbolism and some language that people are pretty universally aware of and familiar with and let's put it into a setting that people don't really expect, i.e. an energy drink. Ah, very interesting there. So, um, so you have Canna Life, which is your company, and then their product line is uh, Canna Energy. Exactly. So Canna Life was really founded, so the company itself was really founded to be a centerpiece that would allow us to use the hemp seed and the hemp plant as a centerpiece to a full line of products. So the idea behind it for me was Canna Life is how do we apply the cannabis and the hemp plant to all facets of life. For me, it's food, fiber, fuel, and possibly medicine. So Life was really designed to be a holding company that would allow us to create various lines of products that would make hemp and the hemp plant the centerpiece of every product that we made. We knew that energy drinks were a very good opportunity for us for a couple of reasons. The reason we started with energy drinks were that Number one, we knew that the energy drink marketplace was big and it was growing pretty consistently and fast. Number two was <clears throat> we knew that this hemp revolution or the medical marijuana awareness that seems to be creeping up every single day in the media was a really nice advertising hook for us. It's reintroducing this idea of hemp and marijuana to the American public. It allowed us to put a very legitimate symbol onto a very legitimate product in mainstream distribution. And then the third thing for us with the, uh, with the development of the product was to have a better for you alternative. As Americans, we're all recognizing that a lot of the traditional choices that we've made from a health standpoint aren't necessarily the most healthful. So I really created Canna Energy to be a better for you option within that energy drink space. We have no artificial flavors, no artificial colors, no artificial sweeteners, no preservatives. We're gluten free and we're vegan. And the fact we've made hemp seed oil a key component it delivers essential fatty acids, omega-3s, omega-6s, and one of the best parts is when you combine that essential fatty acid with a sugar, you actually lower the glycemic index. So we deliver a really credible, very valuable energy drink because people don't get a spike and they don't get a crash. Mm-hmm. So uh, how many products do you have right now? We currently have got three products in our line. We've got uh, our original flavor, we've got a mango flavor, and we have a, a light blueberry pomegranate. We have two additional products around the horizon we expect to release in the next 90 days. One is a CBD-infused product, and another one is just going to be a lighter version of our, existor, of our existing energy drink line. Um, ultimately, again, the idea is to really make hemp the centerpiece of a full line of products. So we're in current development and talks with companies that um, have developed a line of fuel pellets. So they're using hemp as fuel pellets, so we're working on some details with them. We're working on details with other companies that have <clears throat> textiles that they're importing and they're manufacturing various products from those textiles. So 
again, the idea is you know, how do we take this, you know, this hemp plant and make it the centerpiece of a full line of consumer goods? So you mentioned fuel pellets. What what is that? Well, I think um, depending on the part of the country you're from, um, some people might or might not be familiar with wood pellets. You can typically buy them at your local, you know, hardware store, or your local, you know, um, sometimes even a convenience store. What they are is they basically take, you know, either either beetle kill wood or various types of traditional wood, and they press those down into very small pellets. Those pellets then get fed into a wood burning fireplace or essentially a pellet stove. So, as a matter of fact, we use two of them at my house. Well, the obvious challenge with wood products is the length of time for those to mature is pretty expensive. It's anywhere from 12 to 22 years, depending on who you talk to. The nice thing about hemp is it burns at a higher temperature. It generally burns slower than wood does. And the cycle time in terms of the grow time for a hemp crop is 12 to 16 weeks as opposed to years that we would have for wood or wood pulp. Oh, okay. So you're looking into that, those products right now? Yeah, we're actually in negotiations currently with a, a group out of Canada that has, it's essentially it's a cooperative out of Canada that uh, has um, tens of thousands of acres of hemp that they're currently growing. And they're primarily extracting the hemp seeds that they're using for um, hemp protein and hemp oils. So they end up with a lot of the byproducts, the remaining portions of the hemp plant, that they haven't found any overly successful um, ways to actually create a commercial use for those. So what we've been doing is we've been talking to them about actually creating a fuel pellet manufacturing facility, collecting the um, the leftover hemp byproduct that they have after they do their harvest. So again, it's a whole idea of sustainability. You know, it's this is stuff that would either get burned or plowed into the ground anyway. If we can convert that and replace you know wood burning or wood pellets with hemp pellets, it really is just a nice sustainable solution. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So that that's good information for me. So, yes, yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, exciting, exciting. So, how soon do you see that maybe you can even have uh, that done here in the U.S. instead of importing it from Canada? You know, the hope. You know, I'm I'm an eternal optimist, but I'm also a bit of a pragmatist. And you know, the hope is that I think within the next twelve months, I think we're going to see a pretty dramatic change in some of the federal legislation that's going to be allowing greater flexibility and ability for American farmers to start growing hemp and transporting and manufacturing and processing hemp. There are two bills that are pending right now. One is a Senate bill, and one is a House bill. You know, I'm a uh, one of the founding members of the National Hemp Association, and we're directly involved in fundraising and some of the lobbying that's going along with that, and developing support behind both of those bills. So, I'm op- I'm optimistic. I think that you know the likelihood in the next 12 months that we're going to see some pretty sweeping federal legislation that's going to provide for the development, growth, transport, manufacture of commercial hemp. I feel very bullish on it. I'd say it's 90% plus that we're going to see a pretty dramatic change. So with that, with those opportunities on the horizon, I would think that sometime in the next, you know, probably six months even, we're going to have much greater access to hemp and hemp-related products in the U.S. And the reason I think that the availability of those products may precede some of the legislation is... We obviously have various states where people are growing. You know, we have things going on in Kentucky. We have things going on in Washington and Colorado and a number of other states. And, you know, we had recent legislation that passed in North Carolina. I think that people are seeing enough of 
the market potential behind this that they feel the momentum will carry us to get us to a federally mandated or at least federally legal ability. So I think you have a lot of these um, kind of green entrepreneurs that are putting money, money behind this. They see what the opportunity are is, and they're out there essentially trying to seed the market. So I think in the next six months or so, our ability to gain access to U.S.-based hemp products will dramatically increase. And I think within 12 months, we're probably going to see some federally mandated legality in terms of interstate commerce. Yes, and I'm also a member of the uh, National Hemp Association, and that's actually where we met uh, in 2014. Exactly. So, yeah, and um, um, that's what the um, I Have Revolution podcast is all about. It's all about education and getting people to, um, you know, educate themselves and say, wow, yeah, I didn't know that, and I didn't know this. Everybody I talk to, all my friends, have no idea, as I was a year and a half ago, had no clue. So, you know, I just, I love hearing those stories because I think you and I have a really similar parallel in that sense. You know, I was never, I was never a cannabis guy. I was never a hemp guy. I was never really aware, educated about all the elements and components that went with it. And living in Colorado, there's obviously a lot of exposure to hemp and medical marijuana and, and everything that goes with that. So I thought it'd be an interesting opportunity to learn more about it. And that really became the genesis for really kind of creating the brand and the idea behind Canalife. And so I'm in the same boat you are, Coach Freddie. I I never knew about all the possibilities. To me, it was just, you know, it was a thing that, you know, all the kids I knew growing up, you know, would sit around and smoke and get high with. And mm-hmm. the more I've come to understand and, you know, really kind of experience what the benefits are, it's compelling. I mean, the ability for us to impact the American economy, the American farmer, just general commerce in this country, it's it's really compelling for me. Oh yeah, and and I have a similar story. I uh, I was in San Francisco in the '60s, and you know what happened in San Francisco? The, in the oh 60s, yeah, you know, and I saw it. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't participate, you know, but all my friends did, and everything else, and that was okay with me. I mean, I you know, uh, I didn't put it down, but I just didn't, uh, you know, participate in that stuff. But I I saw it, and Hate Ashbury was. I went through to Hate Ashbury every day going to work. Believe me, so. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been. It must have been quite a social experience. Yeah, back yeah then, yes, sure. it was. It was. Yeah, all the flower children. So, uh, so let me ask you a question here. What is the one thing that most excites you about industrial hemp? You know, I guess it's tough because <clears throat> there's a something that always pops to mind. I think um, we don't know what we don't know. You know, we're the only G7 nation that hasn't had access to and development of industrial hemp for the last 70 plus years, 80 plus years. Yet we're one of the largest consumers of hemp and hemp related products. So, you know, I, I think I'm a little bit like a kid in a candy store because when I look at the opportunities in the marketplace, every day I hear about something new and different. I think, wow, that's the next big thing. Um, my personal feeling is, is that the biggest impacts we have in um, in the U.S. for hemp are really going to be par- impacting the American farmer. I think the ability for us to put a higher revenue per, per acre back into the American farmer's pocket makes a ton of sense. I think the components of doing phytoremediation, you know, for those that don't know what that is, essentially using hemp to actually clean the environment, those things are really compelling. We see what they're doing in Fukushima, at the uh, power plant at Fukushima and here at Rocky Flats in Colorado. I think some of the more compelling things in terms of the day-to-day kind of tangible, less kind of less sexy impact to me are going to be the use of hemp for plastics. 
I really think that, uh, you know, plastics, petroleum-based plastics, you know, universally and internationally, I think they've had a pretty devastating effect on the environment. And I think that hemp provides us a very interesting opportunity to create a much more bio-friendly type of plastic. And I know there's things going on in Australia, and I know there's things going on in other areas where people have actually come up with some very valuable plastic-based developments and technologies. So I think that's one area that I find very compelling. Um, <clears throat> and I think going back to just the use of uh, hemp in the paper space, um, you know, we're going through massive amounts of wood pulp in this country, and the reality is that hemp is a far better conduit for making for making paper and in every capacity. It's slightly less expensive to manufacture in many cases. It's much less expensive to grow, and I think environmentally it has a far better impact. So it's tough for me to narrow it down to one particular thing. I think the opportunities are so vast that, you know, it changes monthly. Yeah, and what's your uh, thoughts on the building and, uh, you know, building houses and building materials? You know, I love those stories. I mean, there's a group that I spoke with um, probably six or eight months ago, and they have this incredibly interesting technology they've developed. It's a, um, it's a bioavailable. I don't know if bioavailable is the right word, but it's essentially it's a, um, it's a biofriendly type of crete, uh, concrete that they have <clears throat> much more natural products in. They're using hemp as kind of a core fiber in that, and they're actually going out there and they're 3D printing homes. And when I see some of the stuff that they're doing there in terms of the impact that hemp has in concrete and in hempcrete and in building, again, it's just one of those things like who would have thought and who would have ever realized the kind of impact. And this group has taken their 3D printing technology and they're actually printing dome homes and they're able to print print a home in as little as five hours, I believe. And they're using hemp as a core piece of what they're doing with their hempcrete. So, you know, the building side of things, I think the um, <clears throat> and the environmental impact of using it in buildings, it's just, it's pretty inspiring for me. Yes, I, that's the first time I've heard of the, the hemp printing, you know. So, wow, 3D printing. So that, yeah. that's exciting because I'm all, I'm, I'm all for, uh, hemp homes. In fact, I plan on building a, a tiny hemp home in, uh, Colorado someplace. So that's on my bucket list. <laughs> all right. So let me know when you get started. I'd like to come out and help. All right. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, where do you see your business in three years? You know, it's been a, it's been a fun ride. I think, um, you know, there's this kind of massive interest um, from Wall Street and the general investor for virtually everything that is hemp-related or medical marijuana-related, uh, you know, what most people are calling the green revolution. So, you know, when I look at the space and the opportunities of what it could be, for me, again, it comes back to the idea of making hemp the centerpiece of a full line of products. So today we've had really strong interest and really strong uh, investment opportunities from you know, armchair investors from Wall Street types, from industry types. So my expectation for the company is that over the course of the next four to eight months, we'll probably continue to develop, um, you know, line extensions of our products. Um, my goal would be within the next 12 months to be looking at taking the company public and really taking advantage of the massive kind of Wall Street awareness and demand for hemp-related products. And I'd like to see us in the next three to five years to be, you know, one of the top three, if you know, one top five, if not top three leading hemp companies in the country in terms of just market valuation and our ability to really impact people's lives with hemp. A big, a big goal you have there, a big vision. 
Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think that, um, you know, again, for me, I think one of the differentiators for our company is, you know, there's a lot of opportunity within the medical marijuana space. There's a lot of opportunity within the medical applications for marijuana. I think when I look at the scope and scale of the possible marketplace, the relationship I share with people on a regular basis is think about how many people you know that smoke cigarettes then think about how many people you know that wear clothing. And to me, that's the relative scale between the difference of medical marijuana versus commercial hemp or industrial hemp. It's really the idea that commercial and industrial hemp has applications in every single part of our lives. Food, fiber, fuel, car companies are making panels out of, out of, out of hemp. You know, the opportunities really are endless. We don't even understand everything that's there. So for me, it's really about positioning Canalife as being at the centerpiece of a lot of those by taking our energy drink, leveraging that success, and allowing us to go back and really support some of these smaller companies that have these outstanding ideas but haven't been able to get capitalized yet. So ultimately, that our goal is to put all of our capital growth back into reseeding a bunch of these companies that we know have great technology, great opportunity, but haven't been able to achieve economic deal yet. So, Mark, I want to thank you for being a guest on the IHAMP Revolution. You know, you can find uh, Mark at his website, canagetsome.com. That's C-A-N-N-A-G-E-T-S-O-M-E dot com. And his email address is mark at canagetsome.com. And I want to thank all our listeners for tuning in today and make sure that you subscribe to the iHemp Revolution podcast on iTunes and give us a review. Go to facebook.com forward slash iHemp Revolution. Like us and tell your friends and help spread the word about the iHemp Revolution on Twitter and LinkedIn and how using industrial hemp can benefit people, heal the planet, and provide long-term profits. This is your host, Coach Freddie, inspiring people to do the things that inspire them. And thanks for joining the iHemp Revolution.